0: Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? Unlike a car with its user's manual, we are born without instructions how to live. We experience life vicissitudes without a so-called user's manual. The Gita has been described as such a guide. These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda, which he has been delivering for more than 25 years. They are presented here in 20-30 to minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing Chapter 6, Yoga of Meditation. So far we have seen up to verse 27 that the goal of meditation is to make the mind steady. The mind currently in my present situation is flickering and running away in many, many directions. And therefore, the whole idea of making the mind steady seems very, very difficult for me so we have seen the practice how to meditate how to make this mind steady choose a place a place which is conducive make it a practice every day make this as a habit same place same position Controlling your body from not disturbing you, make it most comfortable. Sit down and focus your mind. Now this is where we find ourselves in difficulty: focusing the mind on a one goal and a one target. And we have heard this simile. That the mind when it is like a mind like a lamp, when there is a wind in the room or in the place where the lamp is placed, the flame flickers. and depending on the nature of the wind, flame may flicker very heavily or may flicker just a little, depending on how much wind there is. The mind works in a similar way depending on my vasanas, depending on the desires in my mind. This mind will be running after many, many thoughts and one thought will lead to the another. Swami used to say, I'm trying to chant Rama and the Rama The word Rama reminds me of Ramlal who has borrowed money from me. And then we go on and on and on. But this obviously can be controlled as we have seen. That if you calm down this wind of desires, at least at the time of sitting in the meditation, that you have trained your mind not to think about other things And you focus on that one thought then mind will be steady and as we have seen that by a constant practice the yogi can make his mind steady and once that mind become steady he will recognize the peace within himself from whatever the cause, the restless and the unsteady mind wanders away. From that, let him restrain it and bring it back to under the control of the self alone. By practice, now it is becoming easier from me, for me. I guess I'm speaking for every seeker who is practicing that practice makes a man perfect. We've heard this before. We have learnt in our life that anything I continue to practice, it becomes easier. Something which I've practiced over and over and over again, it becomes natural. And it reaches a point that there is no effort required. Something like driving a car. When I was first learning how to drive a car, obviously I had all kinds of problems, and I may have said this before, that I used to complain to my cousins who were trying to teach me how to drive a car in Africa. I'd gone from India. I'd never driven a car in India. I probably took some lessons in India before I was living for Zambia, and in India it was very easy to get a license. Nobody even bothered whether I really know how to drive, but I got a license. Now I went to Zambia and then I'm really had to drive. So learning from my cousins how to drive and they will they will tell me, well, keep keep your car steady, keep your car steady and I said, Well how can I keep it steady when I'm sitting on one side of the car? If the steering wheel was in the center of the car it would have been much easier for me. But that was an excuse because I did not know how to control the car. And then more and more I practice driving the car, it started to become easier and easier. And then I reached a point where driving a car requires no efforts. I sit down in the car, put the key in the ignition, can be thinking about every other thing except driving the car, but I will be driving properly in a right lane and whatever the appropriate thing I have to do for driving the car. But I do do not have to put any more efforts in it. It comes automatically and naturally. As soon as I sit down in the driver's seat, my mind takes over, my subconscious mind takes over how to drive this car. Meditation is like that. If I practice over and over and over again to steady my mind under one thought and one thought alone as soon as I sit at the seat of meditation my mind will know what to do and it will control itself automatically and Bhagwan says that such an yogi experiences the supreme bliss that peace which i had been seeking all my life and i had been trying to achieve that in many different ways to acquire things to make sure everything is secured my future is secured my family's future is secured however i never experienced that peace in my mind now at the seat of meditation I can experience the supreme bliss. So, Bhagwan said the supreme bliss verily comes to this yogi whose mind is quiet and peaceful. His passions are quietened and now he is free from sin. And we have seen the sin is nothing but impurities on my mind, impurities are the impressions on my mind which makes me think that this I will do and that will make me happy. Once my mind is steady and is focused on one thought, who I am, what is myself, all these impurities are purified and I achieve that bliss. And the term used is Brahmabhutam Akalmasham. He becomes one with the Brahman, the all-pervading self. And he becomes free of all sins. Continuing in this thought, the next three verses... Talks about the yogi who has with continued practice, continued practice has made this as his own nature. So the Yunjan Evam Sada Atmanam Yogi Vigatha Again we are talking about in Yogi who has become freed from all his sins. Now we sometimes make an argument that on one hand the law of karma says that if I have done something I have to pay for it. Or if I pay for it in a sense if it was a negative act. If it is a positive act I will get the reward and then, here it says that by meditation, I will become free of all sins. How do we reconcile the idea of the law of karma, which says you cannot escape from your actions? And here it says just by plain meditation, I can become free from, med- free from all my sins. Well, the law of karma simply says that my actions will have equal and appropriate reactions. If I have done something inappropriate, I will have to pay the consequences. However, the sins are not the consequences of the actions. Sins are the impressions on my mind. A negative impression on my mind of any event or an experience Is a sin. These negative impressions are the ones which are causing me to do more wrong things. I have seen somebody making money by illegal means, that impressions, that thought or the observation leaves a wrong impression that if I have to make money, it seems like this is the only way to do it. That negative impression is a sin. Now that sin will make me act in an inappropriate manner. Then I will also try to achieve the wealth by what I thought was the only way you can achieve wealth by inappropriate means. The wrong impression on the mind made me do the wrong things. Now I have to face the consequences of the wrong things I am doing. However, if I have cleaned up my mind from all these impressions, then I am free of sins. I may have to face the consequences of my actions, but there are no more wrong actions will be generated from the impressions on my mind a yogi constantly controlling his mind, reaches the level of purification that there are no negative impressions and therefore there is no question for him to react inappropriately. So, yunjan evam sada atmanam yogi vikata saha The yogi always engaging the mind thus in the practice of yoga, freed from sins. He now, Sukhena Brahma samsparsam Atyantam Sukham Asnute He now easily enjoys that infinite bliss. Because his mind, no matter whatever is happening in his life, In his situations, he is constantly in the thought of that Supreme Brahman, that he is enjoying that bliss at every moment. So he has become brahma sams He is in touch with Brahman in all situations, and therefore he is experiencing that bliss in all situations sukham atyantam ashnute and he enjoys this sukham this happiness which is infinite that was my goal i have tried in my life all other things but i never got it scripture says that yogi who meditates And makes his mind steady. Just by that simple act of making the mind steady, he will be in touch with the Brahman, the supreme reality, will be freed from all his limitations. So the yogi has now experienced the supreme bliss. So, what would be his reason? His vision is Sarvabhutastam Atmanam Sarvabhutani Cha Atmani Ikshate Yoga Yuktatma Sarvatra Samadarshanaha. With now his mind harmonized and becoming in touch with the Supreme Reality, he starts seeing that same reality residing in all beings. And also seeing all being deciding in that supreme reality. We had seen this paradox before in Bhagavad Gita. Is the Bhagwan is within me or I am in the Bhagawan? Is the God is within me, the limited being? Or I, the limited being, is in the God Self, which is unlimited. The both are correct. It depends on your viewpoint. Is the room space in the universal space? Or is this universal space is in the room? Depending on your perspective. When you see the room space is an individual space. It is nothing but the part of the universal space. But when you see that space in the room is part of the universal space, that universal space is in the room. I, the limited being, is in the self of the Bhagavan, who is manifesting everywhere and pervading everywhere. But when I look at it, from my limited perspective, that I see, I, the limited being, have the presence of Bhagawan in me. So I start seeing that He is in all the beings. I also I also see that all the beings are in that supreme self iksate yoga yuktātma Thus the yogi who is one with the yoga the yogi who has become one with his self he sees this sarvatra Samadarsanaha. everywhere he sees that unity he sees this presence of the Lord equally in all beings and things. Same Lord which resides in me is also residing in everything else that manifests in this world. Such a reason makes this yogi becoming one with this world and act as if This world is nothing but his own extension. Yomam pasyati sarvatra sarvam chamai pasyati tasya aham na pranasyami sacya pranasyati. Bhagavan now says, Yomam pasyati sarvatra. When Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita refers to himself as the first person singular, Swamiji points out every time that he is not speaking as Devaki's son or Yasoda's son. But he is referring to himself as the Supreme Being, pervading everywhere. That thus, the yogi who sees me everywhere, Yomam Pasiti Sarvatra, Anything I see, right away I recognize that is nothing but the Bhagavan's manifestation. Sarvamchamai Pashyati. I also see the God's presence in everything. Nothing could have been possible without His presence. I am in position to speak because the presence in me of the Lord the consciousness which enables me to speak. I also recognize that you can hear me speaking because of the consciousness that's residing in you makes you a living being who is capable of listening and understanding. When this vision takes place in the mind of the yogi, Bhagavan said, he sees me everywhere and he sees everything in me. Tasya aham na pranasyami. For him, I never get separated from him. There is never a time for that yogi that he is disassociated or disconnected with the Bhagwan self. Saca mena pranasyate, you know nor does he get separated from me, nor do I, I get separated from him. The connection, the identification with my limited self and the Supreme Self becomes a continuous existence. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavant sukina. Sarve Santu Niramayaha, Sarve Bhadraani Pashyantu, Ma Kascit Om Shanti, shantihi Shanti, Hari Om. Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hariyo.